but we always seem to be pushing people to, to get better in what we are not good at. When, when life was very uncertain and I decided to see the beauty of it, everything was, was wonderful, but we, we don't get taught happiness. You know, we get trained to see what's missing. Yeah, you always have a choice, and if you start to make conscious decisions, your life will change. You are listening to the Student Life Podcast. I am Katinka van Kan, a student life coach, and in this podcast I discuss different topics and challenges around life as a student. And I do this with students, teachers, and other professionals. So, sit back, relax, and enjoy this episode of the Student Life Podcast. This Student Life Podcast, we will talk about life's magic. How do you find the magic in your life? Where do you start? And why is it so important for all of us to find this magic? And with me today to talk about finding this magic in your life is Pascal René. Welcome. And before we go into our conversation, what should we know about you? Well, welcome. Thank you for being here. Well, what should people know about me? That I'm... um just a girl who tried to find magic and was always interested in in luck, what makes people happy and what doesn't. And I kind of worked my way through unhappiness to find happiness in everything, which is the magic of life, I guess. Yeah, beautiful. So quite a quite a journey. Yeah, quite a journey of 50 years. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, people don't see that. You definitely don't hear that. Um, but you've had some uh, years of experience. So we're going to talk about finding life's magic. Uh, why does this topic specifically interest you so much? I mean, there's a lot that we could talk about today. <laughs> but we chose this topic or you chose this topic. Why is it specifically that magic in your life that interests you? Because I see so many people not engaging life's magic, just going through life like a zombie, you know, going to work, happy when it's Friday, living in the weekend, and then back to the system. And like I said, I've always been interested in what makes people happy. Why are people that have nothing uh, truly happy with everything they don't have and have? And why are some people always unhappy when it seems they have it all? Yeah. So I made a search, uh, a life search <laughs> of that. Yeah, where did that journey start? Tell me a bit about that. What, what was the beginning, the moment maybe where you thought, this is not it and I need something else in my life. I need to change something. Yeah, the biggest change in my life was, I, I remember it vividly when I was sitting at a swimming pool uh, in in a villa in Spain and the sun was setting and I was severely ill. I had cancer. My son was severely ill. Uh, The doctors didn't know what what he had but they were sure he wouldn't survive. So we were in and out of the hospital. Uh, My son was mostly in in the hospital but, but we found a way to just take a break and fly to Spain. And I was sitting there as, as the sun set uh, in, in, in the beautiful surroundings there. And I didn't know if there was a tomorrow, you know. I didn't know if I would, would be there next year, if my son would be there next year, if I would see my, my daughter get married, if I would see my son uh, graduate from, from um, college. And I was scared, you know. I, I was scared as hell. But what I realized 
you know, the sun will go down tonight, but it will come up tomorrow, and that is what I'm going to do too. You know, I don't know how long I have, if it's days or weeks or months or years, but the minutes I get, I want to enjoy every, every second of them. Yeah. So that was my biggest change in life, I guess. The wake-up call. Yeah, mm -hmm. big one. <laughs> and then you went looking for that magic. Did you find it? Yeah, I did. And, you know, the funny thing is, when, once you see a bit of magic, you start to see it everywhere, you know, it's contagious. So uh, now um, I'm blessed to teach people to see the magic in everything and uh, feel that life is happening for them instead of against them. Yeah. And that everything that happens in life, even the, 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 the shitty parts, are a present that try to teach you something. Yeah, beautiful and very true. So what is that if we talk about this life's magic uh, that you found or you saw can you just describe to me or is there a way to describe what that is or is it different for everybody well the best way for me to describe it my when i feel when i really feel life's magic is when and it's perfect time to experience that now you know the the summer is ending fall is coming and the leaves are getting crispy and just to jump on a crispy leaf and experience that crispiness that makes me fully feel alive and <laughs> Uh, experience life's magic it's everywhere you know when when i decided to when, when life was very uncertain and i decided to see the beauty of it everything was was wonderful you know i could have a chat with my little boy who was in such pain but he was always trying to be feeling good and and, and i could love the moments we had together or it's it's just walking around and and seeing a butterfly fly you know it's it's like entering, changing the, the a movie from black and white to color. That's life's magic. There's magic yeah. in, every, in everything, if you want to see it. So why is it important that we find this magic? Or, or is it even important that we bother? I mean, if you're, you're well, talking, I, I'm like, okay, <laughs> okay, you're onto something. <laughs> and I definitely I want to experience more of that. But why, why is that so important? Well, I guess everybody has to decide for himself how happy he wants to be, but we, we don't get taught happiness. You know, we get trained to see what's missing. You, we get trained to see the lack in everything, which makes us feel miserable. And I think happiness or luck, if you want to call it that way, is our birthright. And no matter where we are put on the world, you know, and we owe it to ourselves and the world to to see the happiness and to contribute to the happiness of others. You know, we, can, we, we are trying to fight war with war, yeah. but we can only fight war with love. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. I definitely agree with that. It's also one of the reasons why I started coaching. So you also started coaching. I think that's a, a result of that journey, right? You saw that magic and you want to be sure that everybody gets a chance, that opportunity. So. Um, yeah, I think that's also where we connected <laughs> instantly <laughs> when we chatted last week. Um, yeah, and I very much agree with that. Also what you're saying, that we don't get taught happiness. Uh, I think that's definitely a lack in, well, if we talk about the Netherlands, maybe our, our school system. But I think just in the world in general, you don't see a society focusing on that. Uh, focusing on being happy or being true to yourself, being your authentic self, being okay with just what is that's, that's no. very weird this is something we all have to discover later it's, it's on it's more a taboo than sex i guess actually yeah you know and if people ask me how are you and you, my life isn't 
nothing is perfect in my life right now. And some people would, would feel like there's a lot of chaos if they were in my life right now. <laughs> but, you know, I can be happy despite the circumstances because the happiness is in me. And that feels so free. Yeah. So I want to talk about something because this is audio only. But you just walked in here <laughs> barefoot. You're not wearing any shoes. No. Um, your toes look very beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> and you said, that's also part of my journey. I barely wear any shoes anymore. So can you tell me a bit about that? Because I'm very curious and I have a feeling this has something to do with your journey as well. Yeah, I guess so. Um, well, I used to be this, um, how do you call that? Well, in, in here in the region, we would call it a Maastricht stutje. <laughs> I don't know exactly yeah. how to explain that. A yeah, girly girl. <laughs> yeah, that's kind of You it. know, here in the region, you have to, to look chic and you don't go to the supermarket in your uh, jogging. How do you call it? In your legging? Yeah. So I used to be on, on high heels, a, f a very sophisticated um, lipstick, everything. And that was an act, you know, I couldn't go out without it because I felt naked, I felt insecure. So I kind of put on a mask to, f to do the things I had to do. But as my journey progresses, I realized, you know, I, I came home to myself, to my true self. And I'm totally okay being naked, figuratively, um, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> mostly, um, because, you know, that's all I have. Yeah, it's just me and for me walking barefoot means I can connect with nature um, I don't have to put up my mask and the funny thing is a couple of weeks ago I do uh, wear high heels sometimes because you know I, I like to look nice so I went into town and I actually felt insecure on my high heels because <laughs> I lost myself <laughs> so I, I took off my shoes again I, I just want people to see me and that's all I have, the good, the bad, and the ugly. Yeah. And the barefoot, feeling and the, the crisps of the leaves in the yeah. autumn. Yeah. yeah, there's nothing to hide anymore. All right. Okay, so this this is all, all sounds so amazing. I see it in you, <laughs> talking into you. I think you can also hear it in your voice, and, and you have some very powerful words and, words and beautiful experiences that you want to share with us here. So thank you for that. But also, um, now I'm wondering, why is it so difficult for all of us to just be ourselves because I have um, a similar journey to yours obviously uh, not as much life experience as you had but also there was this one point in my life where I just couldn't do it anymore and stumbled upon some personal development courses and that's where things really changed for me when I got coaching and I finally saw that you are a person this is this is actually who I am and this is who I want to be and w no matter what it's okay and be happy with that so it's, uh, and I'm still on the journey, I bet you're also still on a journey. It never ends, right? Yeah, There's right. always it a like next level. Yeah, <laughs> it shouldn't end. I hope it never ends for <laughs> us. But why is it so difficult for, for us human beings, us people in this society to, to just be happy or to just find that magic? Because I do see it in small children. Uh, my nieces on they were one and three. That is, they're so pure. But now they're five and seven and it's starting, right? All the shields and the masks and the way that they want to fit into society. And we kind of smack it out of the children, I guess. Yeah. You know, we, we come here on earth totally in awe of all the wonder that the world is. And we, when we're so young, we are totally in the present moment. You know, when, when a kid is building blocks, that's what it does. You know, it doesn't do anything more or is thinking about 
groceries or, or <laughs> if, if the blocks are uh, symmetrical or if, if, if uh, mom will like it, well, maybe no, at, at a very young age it, it doesn't, but pretty soon that will happen. And we are so conditioned for, for ages, you know, for centuries actually, um, and that still is in our DNA. We are still almost always in a fight or flight mode. Yeah. And we need to, our brain is trained, our society also trains our brain to look at, at what I said, what is missing. If you're at school and you don't have a high grade on economics, but you are a star in maths, you will have to pass the economics test. Yep. Where I say, let the cat do maths uh, extra because you know it will easily go from a, a, an A to a nine or what is it, a B, a B uh, to an A. But we always seem to be pushing people to, to get better in what we are not good at. Yeah, there's and a standard set and you have to fit in there. And you yeah, and it's, a, it's a negative standard. Look at the news. There's so many positive news right now, but you only see the negative news. So we, so we get imprinted all the time with the negative stuff. stuff. Once you start to walk, your parents and everybody around you, you, you will hear all the time, watch out for, for the table, watch out for the stairs, don't go there, don't try this. Yep. But no kid learns to walk unless it falls down a thousand times. Yep. We yeah, are afraid of life, I guess. Uh, falling down is not that bad. No, because you see that as well. When kids walk, half of the time they f they fall on their <laughs> on their button <laughs> yeah. and they, they laugh and they try it again. I fall <laughs> flat on my face all the time. You know, I'm not perfect, and sometimes I do things and I'm like, okay, that didn't go too well. <laughs> and I used to be my biggest banker. You know, I used to be my biggest punisher, always judging myself. And now I can see that with with uh, a loving kind of sense of humor. Okay, did it, this didn't work out, honey. Let's try something different, and that's fine. Yeah, it also creates the opportunity for you to to learn, to grow, to experience more love, life, everything. Right? Yeah, we're so afraid to fail, but you, if you if you are not willing to fail, you can't succeed. Yeah. You know, we would never had uh, a light bulb if uh, the inventor wasn't prepared to uh, fail miserably for a thousand times maybe a million times yeah we wouldn't have phones can you imagine that no <laughs> yeah we wouldn't have internet <laughs> what about that anything. one <laughs> we, we, are, we would have no life <laughs> yeah so you started um, you started coaching that's a decision you made we've yeah. known each other for quite some years but i just recently discovered that you <laughs> started coaching <laughs> which is funny because i also did uh, and uh, i don't think we knew that from each other so tell me a bit more about that how how did that start? When did you decide to um, start coaching? And also, I want to know a bit more about the type of coaching that yeah. you do. Well, I guess I kind of came into this world as a coach or as, as a helper, at least. So all through my career, I have always been interested in people and what motivates people, what makes people happy, what decisions do people make. So um, I started out as a um, marketeer. I studied economics. And I had one, well, actually two jobs. And I <laughs> uh, quickly discovered that I wasn't fit to work for a boss. So I started my own company in marketing. And what I loved about that wasn't spending a couple of million euros on marketing events or, or stuff, but it was uh, motivating the people, motivating the team, motivating the whole 
uh, organization to, to go for a product, to, to be proud to work at a company. So I was always interested in, in the human side. And then after my illness and my son's illness and my divorce that came after that, and I had a company with my ex-husband, so I had nothing. I thought, okay. And my self-confidence was, I think, it, well, lower than the basement. Below we the hills, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it, it was below sea level, <laughs> big time. Um, I thought, what, what am I going to do? What, what can I do? And as you know, I started uh, a cooking studio. But I also did cooking and coaching because what I saw is when a team entered my cooking studio, they perfectly showed their behavior. They also showed on the working floor, but I could easily give them a mirror, which was, was not so easy when they were at the workspace. Yeah. So I started that, but my real well, my heart longed to help people. And I liked the group coaching, but what I didn't like about it is that a lot of people were in resistance because they were forced to do a workshop with me. Yeah. So then I decided I'm going to help the people that are, are ready to be helped and find their most beautiful life yeah. at whatever stage they are, whether they're sick or stuck or, uh, or have, have it all and not happy. Yeah. Amazing. Oh, this makes so much sense because that's that. So that's where we met, right? Another cooking studio because you gave that space basically to another organization yeah. where I was doing volunteer work. So I was actually coaching differently developed youth through cooking and having yeah. a dinner together. You're the, the first person ever that thinks my career path is uh, logical and makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> well, <I just laughs> Most people think, okay, what she's doing now? <laughs> oh no, well maybe I'm looking for things, but I see very clear how that's, uh, yeah. I mean it's a process, I think life is a process and that's something that we forget and people always want to make sense out of something. So now but I life doesn't make sense at all. Never, you know? nothing makes sense. No, nothing. And I look and back at this <laughs> and I'm like, I say that makes sense and of <laughs> course it, it makes sense now because we both ended up coaching. Like if we would, would have ended up somewhere else then it wouldn't have made sense. So it's something that you look for. Um, but yeah, as long as you take out of it what you need to get further in life or to progress. Yeah, and I see life as an adventure. I used to see it as a, as a process and Every step I took, I thought, okay, this is it. Now, now I'm here, and now everything will, will happen. But, yeah. you know, it never <laughs> did, because the process Every never day. stopped. And that felt, some, sometimes, sometimes it felt very, okay, it, 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 it will never end. Yeah. yeah, but now, as I see the adventure in everything, I'm like, okay, let's see what's behind the corner, you know? And the process is, is fun. And I think that's life's magic too. Make it fun. Make everything that happens fun. See, see the, the, the funny side of every, everything. See the positive side in everything. No, I think that is very important. That's, that's something that I also really go by. I feel that we tend to take life too seriously. Yeah, we do. And I do that in my coaching sessions or any conversation that I have, um, especially if we talk to students, you know, that's the main people that will listen to this podcast as well. And you're in such an um, academic atmosphere and everything. You know, you have teachers and status and, and you need to use your big words. And I'm always like... Yeah, you need to use your, your brain a lot. What, yeah. what um, six years of, of academic teaching taught me was to make every decision with my head. And, yeah. you know, you can't make a decision with your head. That, w that won't make you happy. 
to disconnect with with yourself your true self like yeah. you mentioned before yeah and i think throwing in some humor that always helps because the, when somebody laughs you're already you're taking it back down right from yeah. up in that head if you're laughing you're already connected more to yeah, your body true. and some fun and and it's you take the stress away right away so yeah to all the listeners laugh <laughs> yes <laughs> laugh more <laughs> So, okay, so where do you start if you want to find your true self, life's magic? If somebody's listening now and is like, hey, Pascal Renee, that sounds uh, good. <laughs> Give me some of that. <laughs> where do you start? It starts with realizing that you're not yourself. You know, we get so disconnected from our true self that we don't even see we are wearing masks, yeah. that we don't even notice that we're saying yes when we want to say no. So it starts with realizing that you're in a life that, that is not totally what you would choose if, if you were totally free to be you. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And then, and then what? <laughs> and then what? You cry. No. <laughs> yeah, well, crying is good. Yeah. Get it out. I don't know. So it's well, and then the journey starts. You know, I, I was, um, I, I have a talent that I can do a lot of things and that I, I, I love to do a lot of things. But that also meant that I said yes to a lot of things. And then I, I, I was very enthusiastic and I'm a, I'm a people motivator. So people would come to me and had a project and they asked ask me, oh, Pascalane, do you want to do this project? Do you want to help me? And you know, I used to always say yes. And then in the end, I was running a project being busy, 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 busy. And I was like, oh my God, I lost myself there, you know? Yeah. <laughs> Where am I? So it starts with, um, going through your schedule and checking, you know, which appointments make me happy, which ones do I look forward to, and which ones I don't, yeah. and skip the skip the I don't. And I realized that when you're studying, that you can skip everything. Uh, but I started to just put more happy stuff in my agenda, put more appointments that I would like instead of people that want to talk to me and chat about whatever and saying no more often and every day now with everything I do I ask myself to question am I up for this do I do I really want this am I in the mood for this and if it's a no I won't do it and I hear people think, yeah, but you know, I have to do my whatever. If you're an entrepreneur, I have to do my my um, accounting stuff. I, I have to do my marketing stuff. If you don't like the marketing, that's true. But once you don't force yourself to do it, you will far more easily do the things you don't really like because it's not a must anymore. But you want to do them because they bring you something. So it's also g- being aware of why do I make some decisions? You know, I don't like to do my uh, accounting myself, but it saves me like 200 euros a month. And that's what I like. So that's why I do it. And that's why I want to do it. And it's no hustle anymore. I made the opposite decision. I decided to pay an accountant to do it for me. I did that too. (laughs) I I go up and down. Yeah. (laughs) Um, And it's very true what you say. The, The reason that you do things changes. If you don't give these yes votes to other people but only a yes vote to yourself right if you make decision based on what do i want what do i need 
then there's always things that you don't really want to do, but it's not going to be a burden anymore. No. And that's very different. Like for me, I, I, I like this example. So the finances in my business, they became a burden very quickly. <laughs> and, then, and I didn't have money for an account, but I decided to still make that investment, um, which he paid himself back right away because he could actually probably do the finances, but then also made it interesting for me. So we sit down like four times a year, you can explain everything and also look into the future and make like some plans and that's exciting that's what yeah, i like yeah. to do that's true because i like money <laughs> you know <Yeah>. everybody <laughs> likes money it's just like the whole system around it is so exhausting so now my finances are fun and i like my accountant so i like emailing yeah. him and then you change everything around the negative situation but it's always based on making a decision for yourself yeah you always have a choice and if you start to make conscious decisions your life will change and another thing is put yourself first. And, and well, I don't know about your generation, but, but certainly my generation has been brought up with uh, putting yourself first is egocentric and you shouldn't do that. But tell me why if, if in the airplane, how do you call that? The, yeah, the pressure goes down. You first put the mask on your head before you help someone else. Yeah, you have to it survive. makes total sense. Yeah. But in our real life, we never do that, especially women. You know, we, we, we are always taking care of people, always putting the other first. And we should start to put ourselves first. And I had to learn that, you know, I had a family. I, I had sincere illness in my family. I had a business. I, and I was always taking care of everybody else, but not for me until I literally fell down and got cancer. Yeah, some wise lessons there, and I think very important. So you choose to do only things you want to do, and you chose to come to the Energizer event as a speaker. Yeah, I certainly I'm did. Super <laughs> excited about. Uh, so also talking about coincidences, you were not supposed to be there because <laughs> no. I two weeks ago I didn't know that you <laughs> were yeah. a coach. Um, but then some one speaker dropped, and five minutes later I got an email and you wanted to be. Uh, would be open to be speaking. Yeah, sure. Well. We chatted for, it, I think it wasn't even 15 minutes, that Zoom <laughs> no. call. It was no. just... It was like, <laughs> oh, <laughs> good to see you again. <laughs> yeah, nice match. This is what you do. Awesome. Let's let's go. And yeah. here we are a week later. So you're going to give an Energizer talk about this as well, Life's Magic. Can you tell a little bit, maybe a little sneak peek of what people can expect? Well, what people can expect is to get, uh, to feel the, the, the magic of life and to, to connect with the real you and to, to feel, you know, th there's a difference between kind of uh, going through life and feeling alive. And what I want everybody to feel, and that is also what I do in my coaching, is, is to make people feel like vibrant, sparkling, shining. You know, when you, when you wake up on, uh, in the morning and you think, yay, there's another day, you know? I got this one, I'm going to enjoy it. And to, to make you realize that life is precious. You know, the, the, your time is your most precious asset. That's the only thing you can't buy more of. You can't, um, once it's gone, you can't get it back and you can't change it. Yeah. And, and you, you don't, don't know, know how much, much you time you get. Yeah. So my goal is to help you realize that you should very carefully choose what you do with your time. Yeah, beautiful. I'm very excited for your <laughs> energizing talk. It's going to be, I think, the last of the day and then afterwards networking drinks so everybody can come and have a chat with you. 
uh, after that and have some fun, right? We're gonna have a yeah, lot of fun. Yeah, yeah. Th that's you know, magic is also fun. Yeah. So I'm excited for that. Um, yeah. For now, any last words? Anything you want to give our uh, our listeners right now? Tips, tricks, socials. Let's throw <laughs> throw those in right away. Uh, my my socials, I don't know them by heart, but it's uh, it's all Pascal René. But I need to spell that, I guess. So yeah. maybe in, in the... I'll drop them in the, in the <laughs> yeah. description. You can That's find the it thing. there. Yeah. You can also find me, my website, on alifetimeofhappiness.com, which is e easier to remember, I guess. Um, and some tricks, you know, your life is now. Press play. Thank you, Pascal Rene. Thank you. And we'll uh, see you in two weeks at the event, and uh, we'll talk some more besides that. For I'm sure. sure. <laughs> Thank you for listening to this episode of the Student Life Podcast. Do you know another topic that you feel needs to be discussed? Or is there maybe a challenge in your student life you would like to talk about? Well, don't wait any longer and get in touch with me. You can send an email to info at vankancoaching.com or find Student Life Coaching on Instagram and Facebook. And maybe I will talk to you in the next episode of the Student Life Podcast. <laughs>